We are live, baby. Welcome back to another episode. I'm good. This is Gichi Luciano. Across from me, we got Remy Hendricks. To my left, we got the truth, man. This is another episode. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing. Um, let's set it off. How, how y'all week been? Long work. You know how it is every day. Get your money, get in, and get out. It wasn't that long, bro. You had a short <laughs> weekend. Stop tripping. <laughs> Me and my mans, we went out here to Vegas this past weekend, you know, to check the fight out. And just, like, the whole vibe of the whole situation, it was just lit, like, the whole time. Hot as a motherfucker. But it was, you know, it was just like, it was like 106 the whole time. That's sick. Night, you That's know? sick. And me being from the South, it's like a different type of heat. Like, we got the humidity down South. Mm-hmm. Like, out there in the desert, it was just like bananas. That's you know? crazy. But uh, it was a good time out there, man. Hey, I ain't getting no Vegas invite, though. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, don't lie. You got, you got the invite. Brother, don't do that, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. I got, I got a family, man. I couldn't go. I ain't get the permission slip. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you could have came out there. I could have been your chaperone, man. Yeah. Nah. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll pass that message along for the next time. You know what I'm saying? It's a good All time. Right. Man, that's what's up, now, man. Sounds like everybody doing good. You know, we got the Duce flowing as usual, treating our livers right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. Yeah. Let's get into some topics, man. What happened this week? Yeah, man. You know what's going on. It's like the biggest topic right now is Hurricane Harvey down there in like Houston, Texas, and Louisiana. Um, just some fast facts about that. Um, as of Friday, they're saying that 50 people were killed by the storm. Uh, and an estimated over 32,000 people were actually in shelters. It's crazy numbers. Over 27 trillion gallons of rain fell on Texas and Louisiana. That's crazy. I know, right? More than 72,000 people have been rescued from difficult situations trying to get out. Um, uh, the Houston mayor actually asked for $75 million to $100 million just for debris removal alone. And what's crazy is you look at this, like they're saying over 440,000 people have registered for emergency assistance through FEMA. So, like, it's crazy. Then down there, you got all these, like, they're warning people about certain scams. Um, they're telling people that you need to you need to empty out of your house or you need to bounce after all, you know, because the hurricane, the water, the water levels are rising. Mm-hmm. Cats are telling people that just so when they leave, they can go rob their house. That's it's crazy. Some, it's bananas. You know what I'm saying? And uh, niggas will find a way to scam somebody or rob somebody even in the worst moments. <laughs> exactly, like, bro. You know, another thing is what's what's actually going down there. I don't know if y'all noticed y'all social media accounts. But you got like this mega church pastor down there, Joel Osteen. That's y'all man's. Y'all man, right? <laughs> um, he's been catching a lot of flack, you know, from a lot of people because they're saying that, look, man, your church is like right in the smack in the middle of Houston, and like you getting this tax break, why are you not helping people in their biggest time of need? You know, and they're saying as, as, as the flood waters are rising, you know, like where are you at, bro? Like we need you, like right. you know, and so. He's got blasted, like yeah. So it was a lot of so, memes. And so after that, he came back out and presumably did some damage control, mm-hmm. saying like, "Yo, this is not the case. I had to get the church ready for you know the church actually flooded some." And I actually saw some pictures where they said it's you saw like water on the ground. So I don't know. I don't know what's truth, what's facts. You know, that's not my my venue. I'm not down in Houston, of mm-hmm. course. But it is interesting just to see that. What do y'all think? What do y'all think about that? Man, it's a church. Right. So you do whatever you can to help your people. Right. And, and like you said, I've never been down to Houston. I've never seen it. But supposedly with this mega church, you know, it's it's very huge. It's very large. And these people are coming from their homes that you got water all the way up to the second floor where you literally cannot stay there. You can't sleep. You can't sit down. And, and I, I remember stories where they were saying, like, in some areas, the water levels were up to, upwards to four and a half feet. You know, if you're you're standing in that, that's like being in a swimming pool, right? You can't even move um, to a certain extent. And then you got to think about little children and once you get tired and stuff like that. So being in the mega church, man, I know it has multiple levels. Come on. I mean, it used to be the old Rockets um, stadium. Exactly. Mm. So so even in that, you know, you can still be dry. You can still be safer than you would in your own home, in your own house. So. That, that's that's just my little take. Yeah. It's a church. You do whatever you can to help your people. You don't just close the doors. You at least allow some people in and then shut the doors like, hey, we're, we're at capacity or something. But don't just shut it out on everybody. That doesn't look good when you're good 
and other people are struggling. Not at all. Yeah, especially, you know, church is supposed to be those refuges, those safe havens for people to go to. But, you know, just look from the outside looking in, I, I do kind of see where he's coming from. Not necessarily saying locking people out, but if there was flooding, obviously, you know, you don't want people coming in there and potentially drowning or any other damage happening to, you know, to any other property or people or whatever. But then also, too, I was just th- reminded that, remember during Hurricane Katrina when mm-hmm. they opened up the Superdome or whatever, and, you know, they had those, those you know, all the people in there and, you know, people were getting murdered and raped and all kind of like savage, like things were happening to people in the building. You know, when the lights were going out, there was no electricity. So I can understand, you know, at the end of the day, Joel Osteen is a businessman. Regardless of if it's a church or not, he's, he's a mega church. He's there to make money. You know what I mean? We see that, you know, he has his own private jet, you know, so that for him, and from my observation, his number one thing to do is protect his money. You know what I'm saying? So I can see where he's like, well, you know, I don't have the right staff there. My staff can't get there because they're in these floodwaters too. So I can't get to the doors to open it up. Now, coming from the goodness of our hearts, you know, people that, you know, have been to church or, you know, have some sort of religious background, churches, that's where you're supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? If, if all those fields, you know, the church is a safe haven for you to go to. But, you know, he's a different type of dude, man. He's, he's a mega <laughs> church. Like, what can you expect? What can you honestly expect from him? You know what I mean? It's no, I wasn't surprised. And then when he got on TV and was like spinning it in all different kind of ways, like, yeah. oh, you know, I wanted to protect this first. Man, you was trying to protect your dollars. Because they said, I think right after that or right before he let people in, they said he upped his insurance policy or something, which, oh, again, man. you know, from a business standpoint, made sense because you're having people come into your facilities. There's a, a higher dam- a higher risk for damage or, you know, life loss or whatever the case may and be. people so are quick to sue. People are quick to sue. So yeah. I totally understand, you know, you have to have your your business side in order sometimes first. You know, it sounds crazy to say, but that's just reality. You know what I mean? Illegal ramifications. It's, it's yeah. reality, but is is money important? More important than life? No, it's not. It, yeah, but, but for but Joel, it, you know it, what I mean? Exactly, and that's where a lot of people that that gray area comes down. Like, yeah, you, you have the liabilities, potential liabilities as well, with you know people getting sued and lawsuits and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, right here, right now, is is the problem, the yeah. situation. So you handle that situation and then you move on to the next situation. And, and it's crazy because in the moment, I don't think I, I would ever be in a position in life where I could think about that first. Right. So if, I, <laughs> if I'm in a position where I can save lives, I'm going to save lives. My first thought isn't, oh, shit, let me uh, let me call Geico. Right. Let me increase my, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, <laughs> let, let me make sure my insurance yeah. doesn't go up. Like, right, right, right. Yeah, that, that just, no. It wouldn't cross my mind in that moment. And my yeah. moment is like I have I'm in a space where I can help people. It may not be the whole city of Houston, but I can help people. Let me open up this door and let these people get into the into this higher seats because like we said it used to be a stadium so right. we know all the seats are not on one level mm-hmm. there's no i haven't seen pictures but i would assume that it's not yeah. on one level mm-hmm. so let me open up my doors and let some people in well, you know what i mean well, let me ask you a question real quick I, I know you mentioned something about a refuge what do you get the media portraying these people and calling them refugees uh, that's the wrong word they're not refugees <laughs> they're from, that's, that's their city that's just bad business right there to me they don't even make any sense like because the same stuff happened in New Orleans with, with Hurricane Katrina. You know what I mean? You call right. these people who live there, who pay to stay on that land, who, right. who, you know, grew up there, refugees. I just always, that's a bad vibe. Well, what's the word? I mean, they're taking refuge, you know, of course, from they're running, but I mean, right. refugees, is, I mean, well, in that sense, if that's what, what they're meaning, yeah. like you, you're you running, you're escaping, a, you know, a bad situation. Right. I understand. There, there's so many other words the, you could the, use, the, yeah, right? The, the negative, American citizen, yeah, you know. Like the negative connotation to that term is Correct. like something about it. Now, one of the things you, you brought up was insurance and the, the, the legal side, the business aspect. It's interesting, right? Uh, Texas recently approved a bill that actually went into effect on September 1st, HB 1774, and it aims to cut down on the recent rise in insurance lawsuits regarding weather-related damages, right? It requires that people notify the insurance company 61 days before filing a lawsuit and decreasing the interest penalty paid by insurance providers from 18 to 15%. This new law also doesn't Insurer policyholders will have their attorney fees covered, only requiring that attorney fees be covered in full if the policyholder wins their case and is awarded at at least 80% of the damages. Long story short, under this new law, many many insurers will pay policyholders as little as possible and as late as possible. And it's, in my personal opinion, this is scheduled to take place or go into effect at like the worst time ever in that city's history, in my personal opinion. So... What y'all think about that? Hey, look, I don't. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you said a lot of facts there and everything, but at the end of the day, 
for some people, it's the worst possible time, but then other people, it's the best possible time, right? Because you, you got the insurance companies who, who are going to charge you, get extra money off of this. You know, it's, it's all about capital at the end of the day. You know, this is a world economy. Well, I think the insurance companies are getting ready to take a big loss and they're trying to protect their money. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are ways that organizations can submit claims, you know, to, you know, reinvent their business, rebuild their business. But from an insurance company's perspective, their whole goal is to save money. They take from the beneficiaries, they take these monthly premiums that they're yeah. paying and yeah. they get, they're collecting interest on that on a regular basis. And then they want the money to go out as slow, slow as possible. Exactly. So there, of course, there had to be some lobbyists or somebody, somebody exactly. put some money, somebody did some research and say, look, this is what we need to do. But that, ma- that makes sense, right? It's, yeah. all, it's all about capital. I see what they're doing, but it's just like, it's just a bad look, bro. It's a very, very bad look. Man, these niggas don't give a damn. It's, <laughs> they don't care about optics. Don't you know what I'm saying? In life, yeah. there's wins, winners and losers, yeah. man. Yeah. That's that's how they're looking at it. Okay, so like on to the next topic. You know, one of the things I found interesting I, that I read this week, right, uh, was about Herman Cain. You remember Herman Cain? He I don't was... know who that is, man. <laughs> I don't. Herman Cain. I don't recognize no Herman. Right. You don't no know Herman? Cain. Nah. That's not the Herman I acknowledge. Oh, man. Herman Edwards, yeah. yeah. Herman Cain, no. Nah. tell you about this fella. <laughs> right. He's the black. You know, remember, he was the black Republican presidential candidate from 2012. And he was, you know, widely known for saying that poverty is a state of mind. And he referred to slaves as immigrants. You know, he said that a long time ago. Right. Let me let me just acknowledge something real quick. The only black presidential candidate we acknowledge is Barack Obama. So, yeah, he can continue. They say tabernacle. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Right? But, yeah, you know, so anyway, there was an article that was written. Right. And Cain was offended by this article. It was written about Ben Carson in the Michigan Chronicle. Apparently, this is an historically black newspaper from Carson's hometown, and it referred to him as the House Negro of the Year. Cain said he must be one, too, because of his success. What does that mean? Let's get into it. So anyway, Cain came in on to say, like, because that's one of the names you get when you get called by other, you know, that's one of the names you get, get called by other black people. When you're successful at something and you do, do not buy into the black group thing or act in a certain way, uh, you know, he said being a house Negro is just one of the insulting names I have been called by uh, as an ABC or American black conservative. What? Simply because I do not subscribe as an to ABC. Yes. He said simply because <laughs> I, do not sub- <laughs> I do not subscribe to the black liberal backward looking narrative of black identity politics. He said, if being called a house Negro is what some of us must endure for succeeding in this nation and thinking for ourselves, then let all the house Negroes stand up. That's crazy. And be counted. Bruh. Man, when I hear these niggas talk, man, I just wonder at what point did that switch turn? You know what I mean? Like at what point Herman can't owe it all hell. He's lived through Who raised you? Yeah, like he's lived through <laughs> Segregation. I, and he from, I believe he's from the South. So he's seen the worst. Yeah, he's of the, from Georgia. Yeah, yeah he's seen house. the worst of the worst. Yeah. So how the fuck can you fix your lips to say that? Yeah. <laughs> like, like sometimes I just think like 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 what part of your brain like told you to like how how does your brain work? Like what <laughs> like how is your brain wired that made you think it was okay to just have those words come out your lips, bro? Like, you drinking that Kool Aid, man? When when you're accepted. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna put his words back on him. When you're accepted as the token, and and you see the success, you see the the benefits that comes with hanging out with any group of people, let alone him, you know, being an African American hanging out with successful white people. When you drink that Kool Aid, you forget who you are, Bruh. You know, <laughs> that's Yo, it. Those uh... they Kool Aid don't even have a sugar in it, man. The crystal light. <laughs> They got an ounce of honey in it. <laughs> but yo, <laughs> yo, like, that's bananas though, man. Like, that, that, like those checks, those ABC checks must be nice. Bro. Call it how it is, man. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Like, oh, man. Call it how it is, but man. Yeah, and speaking of, like, these, these house Negroes or these confused brothers out here, uh, you remember, did you ever see that clip a few weeks ago about LaDainian Thomason? Did you not, you not see that? The Hall of Fame speech? Yeah, it was like a Hall of Fame speech. Man, I, look, I love Ladanian Tomlinson, man, but this 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 is tough. I, I watched it once, and and he, it was tough. It was tough to watch, man. That's all I say. You want to give I, you want to give the family a brief synopsis of what he was talking about, or 
nah, we we just we just gotta let that we just gotta let that rock, man. To be honest, you, you got you got that up? Yeah, I'm gonna pull up the audio so y'all can actually hear out of his mouth what he said. I won't repeat. If that. this was my last day on earth, and this my final speech, this is the message I'll leave with you: the story of a man I never met, my great 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 grandfather George. 170 years ago, George was brought here in chains on a slave ship from West Africa. His last name, Tomlinson, was given to him by the man who owned him. Tomlinson was the slave owner's last name. What extraordinary courage it must have taken for him to reveal his life after the life he was born to was stolen. How did he reclaim his identity, his dignity, when he had no freedom to choose for himself? I grew up on the land of a former slave plantation. And although I didn't know this as a child, it is where my great, great, great grandfather tilled the soil. A few years ago, I visited that same plantation in Central Texas with my family and stood in the slave quarters where he lived. It's now named Tomlinson Hill. Mind you, this is probably in front of 90% white people, these claps. My name began with the man who owned my great-great-great-grandfather. Now, it's proudly carried by me, my children, Bruh. my extended family. People stop me on the street because they know me as LT, the football player. But after football, people have begun to recognize me as Ladanian Tomlins. I'm done with this nigga, man. Not simply. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, this nigga got in front of the NFL Hall of Fame and said, I am proud to be carrying the name of my slave master. I've never in my life never heard anybody say that. You know what I mean? We, we During the 60s and the 70s and 80s when Nation of Islam was really taking power, people were moving away from slave master's last name. But this nigga said, I'm proud to carry that. Your very great, 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 great grandfather that you were talking about is rolling over his grave wherever he's at. Hearing those words coming out of your mouth. You know what I mean? At what point did he sit down and write that speech? I was like, yo, I'm about to run this. And he married, too. That's the worst part. His wife heard this. She co-signed it? She, she had them co-sign the shit because he said it. Oh, that's bananas, bro. I have no words. Y'all got this. Right. Hey, listen, man. When y'all hear this, tweet us. Let, me know, let us know what y'all think about that one, man. Because... Are y'all proud to carry the names of y'all uh, slave owners? <laughs> <laughs> y'all let me know how y'all feel. Maybe I'm bugging. That, that's so backwards to me, Look, man, it's, it's just back. It's just like we, you were saying, man. You, you shouldn't be proud of oppression. <laughs> you shouldn't. Your great, great, what his great, great grandfather wasn't proud of that shit. Like, the, the, the stuff that got Ladanian here was the, the power and the strength of his grandfather to maintain his identity, identity and dignity as that West African native that he was this nigga said i was i was put on this earth to bring two races together nigga <laughs> what yeah that's quite disheartening we, i mean we we look the, the sad thing is we got we got people out here like this right you, you got people out here who really think that like it's okay it, it's okay to oppress people it's okay to Enslave people. It, it, it's it's all right. It's all right that America was built on the backs of blacks because we're here in such a good situation now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like all all the stuff they went through, and I am a beneficiary of it because I have the freedoms now that my ancestors did not have. I, I believe in it definitely. You should have. Um, you should feel like you know proud of your heritage. You know, but it's. Not in that manner. Like, yeah, that's man. just confusing me. And I don't understand what's up with some of these athletes. I don't remember if y'all remember Cam Newton, right? Last year, like I was, I was like, I'm not a Panthers fan, but Cam Newton's a fellow GA boy like me, bro. Like, like I was with him. 
taking all these hits to the head. He's just like, yo, they're doing my man Cam wrong. Yeah. Cam came out last year talking that madness. He did, man. Talking about all it takes is one fifth of an inch is what separates. Yo, us. that's just a lot. He pretty much, pretty much, you know, like said, there's no racism and there's none of this stuff. I'm like, Cam, bro, like we was with you, bro, like you experience racism on the field. The, the referee said, or you, you know, he, he said age. He said you're not old enough to get that call. You're not old enough to get that flag when you take. Cam took more hits than any other quarterback, and they're saying, well, he's a mobile QB, so that's the reason why. That's not the case. He's not the only mobile QB, and it's just it's crazy to see. Him experience that and him turn around. They even said this man got training by some some guy hired by his owner who does like these these training courses. They're teaching these guys pretty much how to how to talk it up, how, how to, to cool it out. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. You know, man. so that's what Cam experienced, and it's just like I can't support him no more. And yeah. when I saw it, I was like, you know, Cam, fuck Cam. I just can't vibe with Cam no more because of that. And it's it's shameful, man. You know, and to see him, some of the stuff he wears now, walking around like. You know, like you got fashion, bro. You know, but like, Cam, like, what's going on, bro? Yeah. You know, and so, but I don't know what's going on with these athletes. And uh, it's, it seems to me, you got Des Bryant, Dallas Cowboys. Man, fuck Des Bryant, dog. Des Bryant came out and said <laughs> they want Des to denounce what's going on with Kaepernick, but Des said, "Look, I got a family to feed." That's bro. crazy. And the, the wild thing is, he ain't wrong for saying he got a family to feed, but nigga, you're 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 but this close to you know what I mean to to possibly having being affected by something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you still got family walking around here just like the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? They could be an easy victim of police brutality at any point in time. You know what I mean? Especially coming from Dez. He's had numerous uh, um, incidents yes. with, involving the police. You know what I mean? All of those could have been left. So to fix your mouth and say, well, you know, I, I got a family feed and I can't relate. How? It feels like these athletes are trying their hardest to protect their sponsorship. I don't know what it is, man. The I, money, bro. When, yeah, but when, no, no, who's no, Dez no. endorsed by, though? That's my thing. No, who's no, Dez endorsed by? No. Beats, I want to say, right? Beats. Is he? Yeah. I, I, look, he, he has money coming in on the side that I ain't seeing. So he's endorsed by somebody. <laughs> man, and, and, and also, at the end of the day, he don't want to be blackballed, too. Look at Kaepernick now. This man turned down, what, 18 mil? Turned down like an $18 million option to stay with the 49ers. And now... He won't get signed. Yeah, but every, I just feel like in every movement, we have to take a loss. All these players need to band together and stand up. Like they need to go behind some closed doors and say, "Man, we all we have to be all in this. It can't just be one here, one there, one there." Like at the end of the day, Des his signing bonus that's guaranteed will set him and his children and his children's children up for a, quite some time exactly. if they handle it right. So what the fuck is there? You what are you scared about? You have nothing to lose at this point. You've made more money than ninety nine percent of of you America. Hey, so what are you afraid of? Yeah, but that's owner. That's what. But nah, that, that's that's the point, though, right? You yeah. you you lose that lifestyle. You don't want to go back to where you came from. You know what I mean? As soon as you you reach that level, it's really hard to readjust and fall down because then that that messes with you, with your mental. That's why so many people when they get up to that that higher status, especially black people, man. You know when they get up to that higher status. People always say, oh, you changed or you lost yourself. And there's there's only but a handful who still can relate to the people who are still coming up through the struggle, who have made it. You know what I mean? And like you were saying, you got Dez, you got some of these other athletes. They kind of just turn a blind eye because they just get so used to living that lifestyle and and being benefit uh, beneficiaries of the money that's been handed to them, not realizing that. They're just pawns in the game. Absolutely. Right? They're just pawns in the game. But, you know, you got, what, 9, 10 in the, in the NFL, 9, 10, 15 years maybe that you'll be hot and relevant. And then if you don't become a commentator, you're done. Career's over. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, if you know NBA basketball, there's not a lot of Vin Bakers who will go back and, and start some uh, Starbucks franchises and different things like that, you know. So, these these guys they they live out their life in the span of ten to twelve years and that's it now yeah, now you become nothing and a lot of them go like you saw the uh, documentary it said the majority of them go broken for three years yo I said the, I think the average NFL life expectancy it's like things they said it's like two and a half seasons or something like that yeah. so I get that but it's just crazy to me that we're the ones that elevate these people you know what I mean we're the ones that that push them for like this is who we're championing right we push for Dez we push for Cam like Cam. Even like an RG3, you know what I'm saying? Like that season RG3 had here in D.C., city was on fire. Mm-hmm. And then you hear them in front of the media and once they get that popularity and they say these certain things, it's like, man, like 
who put that into your brain? You know what I mean? Like, how can you turn your back on us like that? The people that surround them and the people that's uh, paying them, because it's, it's fear, bro. I'm telling you, it's fear. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of athletes that can stand up in front of a microphone. There's not a lot of people who can stand up and truly speak their words, get word, their thoughts off, you right, know and, and not be afraid of the the repercussions. That that's that's just it, because you're you're thinking, all right, you know, I don't want to offend this group of people. I don't want to offend this person or that person. Well, to hell for all that. Fuck all of that. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to be me. You know, I, I can't just go up there and, and say something that you wrote. That's not genuine. I'm the truth, man. Come but, on. But, 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 but another thing is, well, w- with me is I can tell that a lot of these athletes don't have. All, all they have is, yes, sir, man. Like, yeah, man, that's cool. Like, you don't got nobody around you that's keeping you in check. Like, I mean, I'm cool with the same cats I went to elementary, middle school, and high school with. Like, it's a core group of cats. Like, we all went on to, like, college. We all doing, set, you know, certain things. And this and y'all, y'all two guys as well. Like I, I keep certain people around me that keep me in check. When Remy Hendricks goes <laughs> goes on the sideline and start, you know, messing around and starts, you know, acting stupid or I say something, you know, they'll check me like, yo, like Remy, like what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not cool with that. Like no, nah, I don't say that. That's you know what I'm saying? So like you got to keep people around you to keep you grounded. Like people that you know know, know you from your foundation. And I think a lot of these guys. You got people around them that's just leeches and they just, you know, they just want to eat off their plate. They don't want to work and they're just living their life. You know, they just ride their wave, you know, and it's just like that's a problem. Because I always think you need to have certain people around you to keep you in your circle, you know, to keep you grounded and to keep you, you know, in check. And so that's that's one of the main problems that I see. Yeah. Can, can I piggyback off of that? Yeah. That, that, that's, that's a great point. And I always, always tell my people, man, like I like to keep people around me to keep me genuine. Right. You, you know how I am. You know, I, some people, everybody has a different type of personality. You know, I hang out with a wide array of diverse individuals. So, you know, I got people, some people who do things that I wouldn't do, but that's on them. You know what I mean? That's their personality. That's what they like to do. So I still keep them genuine. I, I'm not there to necessarily, I guess, uh, correct them because, you know, my opinion to them honestly shouldn't matter. You know, you're allowed to do whatever you want to do, but I accept them for who they are. And I'm going to keep you genuine, man. Like, I don't want you to change up who you are because of some bread or because you want to stand out or or get promoted or some of that dumb shit. Like, no, you you remain who you are yeah. and people are going to accept you for that shit. It's like this liquor, man. Keeps you honest. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, so from that. Um, Do say, man. Really? Yeah. Well, so what's going on in popular culture today? So I don't know if, if if y'all saw. I like to watch you know these Sunday shows. You got Game of Thrones mm-hmm. down here that just ended. It was a good look, you know. Still pisses me off. Don't want to see the White Walkers. You got power. <laughs> you got power. Yeah. You know, the, I'm still waiting to see what's going on on this. Is this the last episode this that's the coming last up? Last episode, yes, sir. Midnight. Yeah, that's bananas, man. You saw what happened to Raina, man. That was on the, <laughs> that that kind of messed me up, man. We're gonna touch on that a little bit later, you know. And then you know you got what Insecure. Yeah. With Issa Rae. Did y'all, see, did y'all see the episode? She's kind of cute, too, man. You, think, you, you like that? She's kind of cute, man. I ain't going to lie. The awkward man. black girl, you like that? Uh, awkward, you know, that was a show on the internet. Yeah, awkward, saying, awkward, yeah. Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. Yeah, yeah it was uh-huh. an interesting thing. But, you know, if you saw during that episode, uh, they had one of their friends on the show. The only married one out of their clique was telling them that, like, look, y'all ladies need to start performing some fellatio. <laughs> y'all need to start, you know, giving some neck because, like, Y'all having all these relationship problems, and look at my look at my left hand right here. You see this? See this bling right here? You see that? Mm-hmm. If y'all want that, you have to change up your mindset. And they're sitting here and they're talking. They're like, "Look, all right, we don't do that. We don't need to do that." And so, all right, you if hell, the definition of insanity is what? Keep doing the same thing. You think you're going to get a different result? All right. So obviously, Issa Rae. <laughs> But it was more to that conversation yeah. too, yeah. though. Like, because to me, I feel like that conversation was like a, a mid, a early '90s, like convo when it was like, "Oh, white girls are the only ones that give head." Mm-hmm. And man, that shit ain't true. It's damn sure not. That shit is not true, man. I don't give a damn what they talking about. Everybody out here, no homo. What I'm about to say, everybody out here sucking dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you it's know, real. like, Pause. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know no girls that don't give head. Shit, Pause. girls be on Twitter every day talking about how much they love sucking dick. You know Pause. what I'm saying? So, but it's like, yeah, that shit. Yeah, pause. <laughs> Yeah, like Hard pause, pause, right? I mean, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So when I when I saw that piece in the in the show, I was like, man, like, do people really still walk around saying, oh, you know, white girls is the only freaks, and that's why black men are leaving? We not. 
You know what I'm saying? Statistically, we not. You know what I'm saying? I don't know any. I know one person in a racial uh, relationship. I don't know too many other brothers that's dating outside their race. I don't know about y'all, but this is just my. I know a whole life. bunch, but I mean, I end up living in a few different cities. Though, oh, so. see, it's a little yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, around here, I mean, here we don't really too, see too many. You know, saying in a relation, in a racial, uh, relationships, but black girls are so beautiful, man. I know, I know. I, 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 I can't do nothing else. different, man. Right? I mean, there, there, there are some black girls. They still subscribe to that. They're like, no, I'm, that's disrespectful. You come, you come across any in your personal uh, life? Uh, in in my past, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about this, this barbershop talk right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there were. Like, like you know, you had to be real strategic, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to get that loving right there, you know what I'm saying? But there are, there are apparently, and it's the reason why she wrote that in that show, there are a lot of women that are um, still subscribed to that. They just, they just like, it's crazy, but I mean, it's You got to be it real strategic. I like that, man. That's, you know, but. Uh, you got to ask the right way. You know, you got to rub them the right way. <laughs> it makes sense, man. It makes sense. I ain't running into it. You can't just. You can't just go out there and put your you face in my lap. Whip, you can't whip the dick out hey. and put it put yeah. in your face and say, go ahead. <laughs> well, you can. I mean, some drugs might be into that. So let me take that back. Let me take that back. But I you got to rock in the room with, like, with some gray sweatpants on. <laughs> I love the gray sweatpants. But hey, but yeah, you know, so it, for the show, you know, so she decided, you know, she, she has this phrase, hotation, right? So one of the guys in her hotation, uh, this brother, she went over there and just surprised my man. So walked in the door, see, look, get on the couch, boom, 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 whip it out, went to work. Neck, topping him off, you know what I'm saying? And when he was getting ready to, you know, ejaculate, you know, <laughs> she could feel that. So she got up. My man's ejaculated right in her eye, bro. And it was just like the craziest thing. She got so mad, so heated. And she was like, so mad. And she just bounced. Bro, she just bounced. Like she thought that was so offensive, bro. So now you got all this stuff that's going around on whether or not you should like swallow, or whether or not you should just like not. You I mean finish the job or what's up? So what, what do you guys think about that? Let, let me put this out there. You know we we're all you know equal in a sense, man. You know when when you go down on a girl, you ain't you ain't worrying about spitting out. You ain't worried about all that. You go all in or you don't go down at all. That's that's all I'm gonna say. That's that's my take. You you choose your route, but. I know females be getting mad when you go down, and when when stuff about to come out, you pull out, man. That's that's the best time, man. You gotta keep them shaking. You gotta keep them rocking. Like what? <laughs> There's no discussion here, man. Like I always say, man. When you stay ready, you ain't never gotta get ready. Daniel said, "Yo, I'm about to come." Let him know. You know what I'm saying? At that point, as the woman, you got basically got two choices: either you gonna keep going, boom, or you gonna back off. She chose the wrong option. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. She got what she got. You know what I'm saying? I personally don't see it being that disrespectful. Once again, I'm not a woman, so I've never been in that position. But as a man, I don't see how that's disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Especially if I told you what's about to happen. You you put yourself in a position for it to get in your eyes. Look, look, you know what I'm you blame me. She is the reason why. Yeah, blame yourself. You, you the, know what I'm saying? The blame neck yourself. must have been that good. It must have been fine. Yeah, that's, yeah, that right there, bro. Was the fire, you know what I'm saying? She put herself in a position where it, it you know, he, he shot off in her eyes. So she's going to blame herself. Nah, the, the net game was fire, man. I ain't going to lie, man. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, that, that, there, there's no negatives in that situation, right? Uh-huh. He he caught the fire head. You know, she she got it on her face. I heard it's good for your skin. You know, he should he should have probably <laughs> helped your pores, right? right? You know, he oh, should have probably man. helped her. You know, wipe it off a little bit. But other than that, like man, it was all equal fun. He gonna hit again. You know, just, yeah, that's she going back. She definitely on. going back around to him. You know what I'm saying? But like I was telling somebody the other day, like I don't. I'm not one to say if it's disrespectful or not disrespectful. Everybody's into different things. You know what I'm saying? Depending on what freak level your girl is on. If exactly. that's what she into, shit, man, let it go. Let if it she ride. not, then, you know, uh, just Look, accordingly. If, if I care about y'all, take care of you. Yeah, that's you really go. what it boils down to. You know what I'm saying? And I, Daniel ain't do nothing. You know, he ain't intentionally do nothing disrespectful. For. Exactly. Like he said, I, he's, he told you what was about yeah. to happen, and you put yourself in that position. And then she's going to get mad and, like, push him and, like, mush him. Like, what if he would have just stole off on her? You know what I'm saying? What if he was? What if he would have stole off? He would have been called a bitch. <laughs> All kind of yeah, stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? But so, you do gotta control yourself as a man. But yeah, and Issa trash anyway, man. But that's a whole different story. But like, actually, now we're gonna talk about this. Issa was in that shop talking about she don't give head. Go ahead, let, let it, get it off the, your chest, the, the bro. True, the true victim of this show is my man Lawrence. Oh, uh, you team Lawrence? I, absolutely, I'm Lawrence Hive, man. She, Issa wasn't giving head. Obviously, her sex is not fire because boy downstairs. Damn. Boy downstairs curved her. 
Daniel oh, was curving man. her for a couple episodes too. You know what I'm saying? So obviously, even in the car, I remember she was riding a car with Molly, and uh, she was like, "Yeah, you know, my sex is it's high. You know, it's you know, we'll do that again." Yo, niggas that single out here got having they quote unquote rotation. They not running back to rotation. Uh, yeah, they not running back to. Uh, yeah, it was cool as running back here. So you know what I'm saying. Lawrence was on that couch for two years. She wasn't giving him no good buns. She wasn't giving him no head. <laughs> oh man, I'm surprised he ain't stepped out a long time ago. So that just re that just confirms what I've been saying from the beginning. Issa's trash. No good oh, buns. Issa's trash. Man. No good buns. Issa's trash. I, I will say like she's definitely t- you know taking a turn for the worse. It's like she's just going downhill. I'm really interested interested in seeing how her and Molly. Bounce back. You saw what happened to Molly. Like she just she set herself up. Yeah, she found out about her her parents and her dad cheated on uh, her mother a long time ago, years ago, and she just like she had all these principles and morals and shit. You know, at least not to mess with married man. Now she you know, and then when that happened, she just got so emotional and just let her best man, her best dude, just smash that night. Yeah, they smashed again, and it's just like, bruh, like. And ain't even and ain't even just smashing that nigga making love to the Joe. Yeah. He hitting her with the like the cuddle strokes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you don't just do that with any old Joe. Like it's certain positions you you save for the, yeah. the cuddle strokes. <laughs> yeah, the, you know what I'm saying? Like he holding her hand afterwards. He running the bath water, like oh, man, brushing her hair and shit. Yeah, like dog, like you doing a lot. And we know Molly moves Wiping fast. Away the tears. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, we know Molly man. moves fast, and um, she gets her feelings. You know, tied up real quick. So she gonna she gonna catch feelings. That's already her best friend. So obviously you have some love for this guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when his wife called when she was in the bathtub and he was like, Oh, now I gotta go open the door for her, you saw Molly's face. Molly was blown. Cause that's when she realized, like, damn, I am a side chick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited to see how this episode go because I think in the previews we've seen that the wife is gonna pull up to the the little party that they're gonna be at. So we're gonna really find out if Dro is in an open marriage with his wife or if he's the only one in the open marriage. Yeah. What y'all think? These girls be out here, man. Look, all, all I know is women fall in love with the dick, man. If, if you slinging oh, yeah. some good wood, oh, man. You funny, man. <laughs> it's a lot of fellas out here, though, on the flip side, though, that's get lost in the sauce. Cause hey, man. You can't get too you're lost young, in the you're sauce. Young. Young. I, I was there at one point, but you know, once you grow up and be, become a grown man, you just realize like there's two sides to it, man. And then if you're slinging good, you're going to be all right, man. And then if, yeah. she, if she throwing it back good, too, it's a lot of cats <laughs> out here that just lose their mind. You got to catch it, bro. It's a lot of cats out here get liquored up, man, and they see another dude. That, that whiskey dude. Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 But yeah, man. So it's, that, that's insecurity. We, Episodes gonna come out soon, so we really need to, you know, check that out. You know, we can discuss it. Y'all tweet us. Y'all hit us up and let us know what you think. PMB Pod, the PMB Pod. Oh, yeah. Speaking about tweet, man. Go ahead and drop the uh, social media. Yo, 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 yo. Instagram at the PMB Pod. Same thing with the Twitter at the PMB Pod. Just hit us up. You know, we, we entertaining questions, concerns, any comments, anything. You know, we we invite the haters too. We love y'all. Free promotion, all that. Just hit us up. Constructive or destructive? We don't give a fuck. I don't give a motherfucker. Every, everything builds me. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Just listen, bro. Anyway, so like we was talking about insecure. This, I think this flows into our next topic, R. Kelly. In my mm, personal opinion. I believe I can fly. <laughs> talking about the ignition remix. All this. But yo, you know, this dude, like in my personal opinion, like he possesses characteristics of an insecure man. Since we're talking about insecure. So I don't know if everybody is aware. Let me get some history about this dude. Everybody should know about it. So basically, you know about R. Kelly, married to Aaliyah when she was 15, had somebody falsify the court document saying she was 18. Anyway, that went away. That relationship dissolved, I guess. Um, later on, he got caught up in the court case, statutory rape, messing with this girl. She was about 14 or 15 years old in the court affidavit. The court affidavits detailed in great length about the sexual relationship that he had. It began apparently in some school in Chicago, Kenwood Academy. Apparently in, in the early days of his success, he would go back to this high school and he would just like go to this gospel choir class. Apparently the uh, instructor of this class is like a legend in Chicago. She's like gospel royalty or whatever. So he would go back to that class just to recruit recruit young ladies and have sex with them. He would buy them gifts. Like That's sneakers. crazy. That's wild. Yeah, sneakers and shit, you know what I'm saying? And then... He would just, you know, sometimes bring him over to the recording studio, have him hanging out like little groupies or whatever, right? So he'd been doing this for years. And I've been, you know, reading articles. You know, I've been looking at his success for years. Grew up off of his music, you know, and uh, it's interesting, right? He, he had the court case. He got off. You know, had some highly paid attorneys, and they were able to, you know, of course, bring up some type of doubts. So whatever, whatever reason he got off, right? He went right back to doing what he was doing, bro. 
Recently, you know, there's this young lady in the news. Her name is Jocelyn. I won't provide her last name, but her family, you know, spoke about R. Kelly and the situation in this uh, lengthy expose on BuzzFeed. And they talked about R. Kelly has been keeping numerous women under his control over the years, possibly holding them against their will. And the report actually claimed that women were living in R. Kelly's high security properties in Atlanta and Chicago, and they were subject to like physical abuse, mental abuse. They were cut off from contact with their friends and family. And they even had to ask R. Kelly for permission to eat. And they got to call him daddy and all this shit. And that sounds like pimping to me. I know, right? Yeah, they got to ask permission to go to the bathroom or even leave the house. So it's bananas. So the young lady responded because, you know, the parents were not there and was blasting her. They wanted to know where where you at. Like, we want to make sure you're good. She released this little video saying that, hey, I'm good. You know, I don't want people to, you know, to know where I'm at. She never said where she was at. You could tell, like, somebody really prepared her to answer to certain questions. She wouldn't expose anything. She just said, I'm good. And I don't want to see my family. I don't want to talk to my family. And I understand, you know, family can piss people off. But at the end of the day, they're there for you. They just want to check on you, right? So... Days go by, weeks go by. Recently, a couple of days ago, the, that family, the mother, the father, and the sister showed up at one of R. Kelly's houses with multiple police officers, right, trying to check on her well-being. She wasn't there, nor was R. Kelly there. If they were there, they didn't come outside the house. So my thing is this. R. Kelly has a lengthy history with messing with these little girls, right? Not, not even grown women. It's like he messed with grown women, too, but the majority is all these little girls. I mean, who knows what the number is? You know, it's too many reports that's going on with this. What's up with this, man? We understand, okay, you got a lot of hits. We grew up off of your music. You know, we vibe to your music. But what's up with this? Why do we why do, why do we give this man like this 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 predator? He's a predator, in, in my personal opinion. Why do we give him a pass in our community? What's up? Why is he st- still able to give concerts? Like, Shit. what's up? We give him a pass because the nigga has delivered some of the greatest R&B hits of all time. Greatest. And, and I'm not saying we, but, you know, general the general yeah. public. You know what I mean? Like... If you can make, if you can continue to make people shake their ass, twerk some, if you make can love to, some, to make money, yeah, I mean, people are always gonna, you know, turn a blind eye to what you're doing. But I mean, it, it, the proof is in the pudding. The nigga wrote a song called "AJ Nothing But a Number" and had a 15 year old girl singing it at the time. And I don't know if y'all remember that cover, the "AJ Nothing But a Number" cover, yeah. when he was like lurking in the background and Ali was up front. He was like leaned up against the wall. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When you look back at that, that shit is wild. <laughs> that shit is absolutely wild. Like. He's he's told us for years what he's into. I saw a clip of him the other day saying that when he was younger, he asked his mother to marry him, and that he after his mother would drink from a cup and like leave you know like leave like the lipstick stain on the cup or whatever. He said when he was younger, he would go back and like kiss on it and like kiss on his mother's lip prints. Like what's the Oedipus complex? Is that what they yeah, call that? Oedipal complex. Yeah. yeah. And wow. that makes me wonder, like, as a child, did he go through something traumatic? Like what is causing his? Well, he he never had a dad, right? Uh, ain't that the story? I think that was a story. Uh, I heard it back when um, Jay Z, him and Jay Z made the best of both worlds. You know, yeah. they they had that similarity growing up without a dad. But what they got to do with what they got exactly? What, what they got to do with it? You know. But you know, they say that you know, if you're younger and you might have had, you might have been sexually assaulted or sexually abused or had a traumatic or experience, had a traumatic experience yeah. that could you know that might manifest in your older age or something. I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm just wondering. Like, I wonder if. You know, if that is something that he might have experienced as a as a child, not giving him a pass, because he damn trying to get a pass for me, because that nigga's sick. Look, I am dude's mentally sick. ill, bro. Yeah. Like, like, check this out, right? Earlier you said that that he's telling us what he's about. He's been it's telling the us what he's the lyrics, the lyrics, the lyrics are there. It's in the it's, lyrics. Like, man. think about it, right? What did you call himself? What did you just say? The Pied Piper, bro. He's the Pied Piper of R and B. That's what he calls himself. You know the story of the Pied Piper. Can I go in? Can I? Can yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Sure, yo, sure. get, hey, Remy, give me some facts, man. You, you, facts, you right? the facts, man. <laughs> this Drop is what they're saying, right? Pied Piper of Hamlet, right? Some city, some small town in Germany or whatever. In 1824, this was the story, right? While the town of Hamlet was suffering from a rat infestation, a piper dressed up in multicolored clothing appeared, claiming to be a rat catcher, right? So apparently they was going through some type of, like, um, uh, sickness or whatever the plague over there in that in that, in that uh, town, mm-hmm. and they thought it was caused by all these rats. So you know he had showed up and he said, "Look, I got a solution to your problem with the rats." The mayor was just like, "Okay, I'll pay you this amount of money for removing these rats." Right? Mm-hmm. Piper said, "Bet I'm gonna I'm gonna accept this and I'm gonna make this happen." So the piper had this magical flute to, to lure the rats, right? And uh, whatever he lured the rats all the way to the Wesser River, and where all the rats there all the rats drowned, right? So despite the Piper's success, they say the mayor reneged on the offer and didn't give him the money, the full amount of money that he was going to give him. So 
Piper got mad as fuck, right? Piper said, okay, I got you. So he waited till this special day, uh, actually on St. John and Paul's Day, right? Where everybody was in church. He returned with that damn, that magic flute pipe or whatever, dressed in green like a hunter playing his pipe. Drew all the kids away. Drew all the kids away from town. They say it was 130 kids. Followed them out of town into a cave. They were never seen again, bro. That's crazy. This is this is and it, it, there are variations of the story yeah. about the Pied Piper, but it's interesting you're hearing R. Kelly. He's been calling himself the Pied Piper of R and B. He's been telling has. us. Yeah, he's been telling and, us. And people, you know, I've heard people say this here and there, but I don't think a lot of people actually make that that correlation to what he's saying. So I don't even know what the fuck he means by that. But simply using that cor- that correlation, bruh, yeah. like. This is a sick fuck, bro. The nigga on the bump and grind joint, the nigga said, let me see some ID before I get too deep. Just, just think about that. The nigga's already in the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> he, already, he already got the, the money. He already got the money. Yeah, he, he talking about shit. Let me see some ID before I can take it. Come on, dog. The nigga been telling us for a very long time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But we've been ignoring it because the music sound good. No, fuck that. That shit ain't funny, dog. <laughs> yeah, nah, yo. Exactly, man. Nah, He's yo. the fucking Pied Piper, bro. No, no, like, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I respect him, man. You know, he... he he got talent. He has musical talent. He's gifted that way. But personally, man, I, I can't fuck, fuck that with nigga, I'm done. Dog, fuck man. that. I fuck can't. that nigga. Let me tell you, man. R. Kelly, man, that's one bitch ass nigga. I have no fucking Jesus. respect for this nigga. Get he's it a, off your he's chest. a motherfucking predator to Get our fucking community, bro. Whenever you got these these white folks is out here and all these other nationalities or whatever that come into our community fucking with us, we crying foul, which we should, you know. But we got people within our our community right now that's fucking predators, bro. He's fucking with these little babies. He's twelve years old. He to me, he's just the same as like Jerry Sandusky of Penn State that was messing with the little boys. Ooh. That's the only difference. He's messing with little boys. R. Kelly messing with little girls. So think about this shit, right? He said his name just like these that. little girls. You know, they not, they not, their mind's not fully grown. They making bad decisions. They're like, okay, I'm cool messing with the older guy. They're not thinking straight. You got this old dirty ass man with fucking worms and shit that's fucking them up worms. and then leaving them with emotional baggage and, and, and emotional toes on their body. So they're growing up in their twenties and shit. Carrying all this emotional baggage, not even knowing why they so fucked up. And you got young men that has to deal with these these women that's gotta help heal them. You know, so it's like he's and he's and he's not just R. Kelly, it's a lot of men that's doing that. This man shouldn't be celebrated, bro. Uh-huh. Honestly, in my personal opinion, this motherfucking dick need to be chopped off and thrown under the motherfucking jail, bro. Jesus. I don't like this motherfucker. Like, real talk, bro. And like, you know, y'all know I'm DJ Remy. I like fucking with the tunes, bro. Like I'm saying, I'm not knocking it. The dudes from music, I ain't gonna lie, we grew up in the niggas' music. That shit sound good, but for real, like, shit, I, I don't fuck with this nigga, dog. Yeah. And I really wish people wouldn't fuck. I mean, if you do what you do, everybody grown, everybody got their own mind, but real talk, bro, he's a fucking predator and we shouldn't be celebrating Man, R. Kelly, fuck you, nigga. Yo, booty crumb, mouth eating ass, nigga. I can't stand that motherfucker, bro. You know what? Yo, get your man. Get your man. You know, remember there was a couple episodes of Power ago when uh when Tariq called Kanan and Tariq told Kanan he was like, um, yeah, they saying they saying my dad killed someone. And that nigga Kanan said, yo, whatever that nigga did, he did that shit. He guilty as fuck. At this point, I feel the same way with R. Kelly, man. It's just He's been attached to so much. I don't at this point. I don't care if he's innocent or guilty or whatever. The nigga did it. If y'all tell me right now, R. Kelly did something. The nigga did it. You know what I'm saying? His track record speaks for itself. I'm not gonna question it no more. I'm not gonna say all oh, these women are lying. I'm not gonna say any of that. R. Kelly did that shit. He guilty as fuck. In the words of my man Kanan. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. So like, with that being said, man, you know we've been on the mic for a minute. I'm sorry I had to get that off my chest. You know, but I really wish that like our community would like recognize the internal predators. Yeah, you ain't gotta apologize for being you, man. Like, like I said, I'm gonna keep you genuine, man. man, Never apologize for how you feel. I I don't, I don't fuck with that shit, bro. You ain't got to. It's crazy, you know, especially because like mental health, and we're gonna have a whole episode about the mental health and the taboo, the taboo within our community in the future. By the way, but I I feel like the repercussions and the long term ramifications of actions like that, you fuck people up. You fuck people up. And then, like, people and already in our community, we don't really like going to see the, the you know, the mental health specialist because pe- nobody wants to be known as being crazy. Mm-hmm. People don't want that on their work record. I mean, back in the day, the old school people said it used to hurt them from getting jobs if you had that, you know, on their record. The fact that, you Still know, does. Yeah, 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 you know, and it's Fuck just like you. that's stuff like that. You just don't want to be known. So people forget that the brain is. It's an organ just like your heart and your liver. It can get sick. It goes through trauma. Shit, so like, most most black men don't even like going to the doctors anyway. Exactly. You know? It's, so it's, 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 it's just it's just bananas. Age old history, yeah. Yeah, so. But anyway, 
I don't know if I'm gonna have a part of my bullshit, but I guess that'd be a good <laughs> a good uh, entry method into the uh, part of my bullshit. Do y'all have anything that you want to get out of your chest? You, you want you want to go first, Geechee? Yeah, we've been talking about power a whole lot. So my power my part of my bullshit this week is dedicated to our guy. Actually, not my guy, y'all man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tariq man. St. Patrick. Fuck that lineage. I just want to start off by saying, man, fuck Tariq St. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, man. Damn. Where did it all go wrong, man? You know what I'm saying? This little dude was born in the lap of luxury, but he he was spoiled. He's spoiled, but because of that, he wanted to do something different, and he wanted to run to the streets. And that's where we're at right now on the show. This nigga's in high school running around trying to be best friends forever with a grown-ass man who just happens to be his father's enemy, man. Sipping on lean, bro? This nigga's strung out on lean. He out here setting up rich white peoples and their classmates to get their homes robbed. And in the process, I know y'all couple, saw a couple weeks ago where uh, he got the lady shot. You know what I'm saying? They was yeah, robbing man. the house. He walked upstairs and said, old boy's name. I think his name is Brains. And lady was like, oh, don't kill me, Brains. And she ended up getting shot. So she lost her life thanks to Lil Punk-ass Tariq. In the middle of all that, you know what I'm saying, there's that corrupt cop, Ray Ray, who has full intentions of making sure that Tariq can never speak about these robberies. So Tariq, so the cop, he runs down on Tariq outside of his school. And you know what Tariq does? That shit made me so fucking mad. Man, you know what Tariq did? He does what he does best, man. He took off running. He's a 100% whole hope. Absolutely. He took off running. He left his little sister to come out there to defend him. Remember, um, Raina ran up and was like, you need to leave my brother alone. And as soon as she said that, Ray Ray put one through a chest. And the whole time, this nigga Tariq is sitting behind a wall watching. He don't run out to try to defend his sister like she did him. Crouching behind the he bush. crouching behind the bushes watching what happens. So with that being said, man, RIP to my homegirl, Raina. You know what I'm saying? We loved your character on the show. Yeah. We'd love to see you back in another show. But fuck your brother, Tariq. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I said before, you know, if you ain't built for the streets, man, stay on the sidewalk. You know, not everybody's built for that life. And Tariq is a perfect example of a little, a little privileged boy that wants to step out there and be like somebody exactly, else. Bro. You know what I mean? So, you know, we're watching the show. We see Tasha, man. Tasha's horrible. She's the worst mother where all this shit is going down in front of her. <laughs> and she out here chasing around that attorney. You know what I'm saying? Her son strung out on drugs. She out here, he was hitting his sister at one point, pushing her down. Yeah. And now your daughter's dead and it's on your hands. You know what I mean? So that's my part of my bullshit this week. The the power finale airs, to, well, I guess it drops on the app tonight at midnight, but it airs tomorrow night. So, I'll, you know, I'm sitting back to watch what happens. But I just want to say, Courtney, Courtney, I know you're not listening, but baby girl, if you're listening at some point, I hope whenever you decide to kill off Tariq on the show, it's slow <laughs> and it's painful. You know what I'm saying? We don't fuck with him. So that's my part of my bullshit for the week. I guess I guess I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. And I, I got a couple, man. I'm, I'm going to talk about two separate things here. And then I'm going to revisit Herman Cain because I, I just I thought about that again as, as y'all were talking. And, yo, fuck that nigga, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, man... What the, I, I don't know if y'all saw. So over the weekend, um, a CNN reporter she was she was interviewing a, long, a young lady by the name of Danielle with her kids and in, in Houston, and they had been uh, just recently displaced um, from their home by Hurricane Harvey. And this news reporter was was inter- interviewing this lady um, at, at her worst possible moment, and you know, young black lady Danielle and uh, Danielle let her have it on live TV, cursed out and everything. And it, it, I I, I Stand by, Daniel. I honestly think it's it serves the reporter right because it, it, they they exploit people. You know, it, you have a person here who has literally just lost everything, and all you want to do is sit here and take advantage of their their lesser being, their lesser well being, and just so you can get a story, just so you can keep your job. Instead of offering a helping hand, you offer them a mic. To tell you what you already know that they're struggling, that they're that they're hurt. The first question they always ask is, "Hey, you know, how are you feeling, you motherfucker? What? How do you think I'm feeling? <laughs> exactly. I'm, I, I lost everything. I'm cold. I'm tired. My kids are crying. I'm struggling. I, I'm hurt. How do you think I'm feeling? You see it with your own eyes. And too many times we get caught up in the world because of money, because of we have to do our job. Like take a step back, be a human being." help first before you try to exploit these people. You know, I think it would be a better light to interview them after you have helped them 
prep. You know, prep. You know, hey, give them clean clothes, mm-hmm. make them look a little better. It, it's it 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 goes a long way. It goes a very long way. And and I know this happened a couple of weeks ago, but you know, part of my bullshit. But John Bones Jones, oh, man. that's my guy, man. That that's is my, my guy. guy. Yo, Chandler Jones used to play for the Patriots, man. I'm a Patriots fan, but man, oh man, he yo. Best ever, maybe, you know, uh, up there, top five. What the fuck is wrong with him, man? Can't stay away from crack. Is, is it yeah, that good? Bananas, bro. Is like this crazy. shit that good? Crazy. What's crazy about that is, you know, he had another test that he passed. And that's right, right, and that's right. what's Money. confusing. No, it's, confusing. it's not. It's not confusing, dog. Let, let's that, let's talk about that. So mother- John Bones Jones, for the people that know, he's the UFC one of the top US, UFC fighters. Boom. He won the championship. Beat the fuck out of Daniel Cormier, like yep. with a kick to the side of the face. Yep. Steroids ain't gonna help that kick. Like that was just a exactly. kick. He he whooped his ass. Yeah, he whooped his ass. But you know, he he, he, he John Bon Jones has gotten in trouble a couple of times based on drugs and like steroids and shit. So he got this last pass to fight. Came back, whooped his ass, got the championship, and then he got tested positive for steroids again. After and the fight. After, after, the, after fight. the fight. And then he got tested again and he patched it. But they're so, saying, from my understanding, you know, steroids, you could take it the night before something and it's not going to have any effect on you. It's something that you have to build up into your system. Right. So they're saying, well, if he passed numerous drug tests throughout the camp, why the hell the night before the fight would he take a steroid? Because it's not going to help him to fight the next day. Absolutely. I, I was actually reading something uh, today, actually. On social media, and it was saying that there are certain types of drugs that it can come in your system. You take it right before something, and it's like it could be out of your system within like forty-eight hours or some shit like that. So they say it gives, it can give you like this real, you know, short boost or whatever. The whole purpose of steroids is to help you recover. By the way, right, it helps you recover harder or whatever. So it give you a quick boost, and then like it just passes through your system. So they're thinking he had one of those new like. Uh, Threads of like this new drug, they just get him in there and get you ready, boom, 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 knock a nigga out and bounce. And that's what's happened. So that's probably why he passed it. And then he, you know, he didn't, then he, uh, he failed it, then he passed it, you it's, know? It's some suspect shit going on. Cause like you've passed all of these exams, all these tests before the fight. Everyone wanted to see this fight. You know, UFC have record ratings and shit. Yeah. And then after the fight, again, boom, he fails. You know, right, right around the town where, you know, Conor McGregor is about to fight Floyd Mayweather. So now they can bounce back. Yo, Conor McGregor is now, once again, the top UFC fighter in, in the octagon. Because John Bones Jones would have whooped his ass if they no, ever fought. No, you got a, uh, what's the boy named Woodley? I think oh, Tyron, Tyron Woodley. Woodley. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's the bad boy he, he's right nice, son. but his last couple fights were kind of duds. They, they don't They're like not him. matching him up with good fighters, No, man. they don't like him because he, he cocky. He, when that white boy from Canada was doing it, now he, he fights to win. Woodley right. fights to win. He's not flashy. He's going to whoop your ass, excuse me, in a methodical method. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With that white, what's his name? George St. Pierre, I think oh, his name yeah, was. Yeah. George St. Pierre, if, yeah. You, he's not entertaining me. He yeah. fights to win. You know, I'm not knocking him. So yeah. Woodley doing the same thing, but right. in, in a different in a different but manner. Woodley's last right. fight, they matched him up with, with ground fighters. You know what I'm saying? So his last fight, if you remember, the dude kept trying to take him to the ground. And Woodley's like, man, stand up. Let's, let's wreck. And, and the thing is, he prepared for that. This yeah. guy was one of the best ground game guys yeah. ever. You know what I'm saying? So Woodley. Why the fuck am I going to take you to the ground? I know that's your game. No, you, you come fight me. Where I'm so at, on, that's on UFC. UFC needs yeah. to match him up better with yeah. fighters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give, let him shine because I like Woodley. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, Jones, that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? But I can only defend the bullshit but for so long. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? This is what, yeah. second yeah. time, third and, time? Yeah, and it's hard, to, it's hard to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. When they're constantly doing stuff, messing around with that, you know white what I'm saying? Woman. Yeah, if it, if it was that first time, then I'd be like, all right, well maybe it's been something. But dude been caught with cocaine. Drugs, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's you know what I'm saying he getting caught with the cocaine when he got into the accident. He's popped positive on other drug tests. So at this point, man, I, I can't defend him no more. Yeah, yeah, but he's not the only one. Brock Lesnar was caught with that juice too. Right so after, like, the, right after. So honestly, I really want both of them to fight anyway. I mean, anyway, man, like you know what? I had a one of my first uh, managers years ago. Uh, told me he was just like man. I think they should allow. They should allow all athletes to take juice, take steroids, whatever. Like just let them do it. They're doing it anyway. Or just let them just make it legal. And at the time, I was like, nah, man. You're giving people the competitive edge. It's not cool. But now I'm older. It's like I kind of see where he was coming from. It's like track and field, football, baseball. When they yeah. they're all doing it. Like when that dude, when that that um that politician released that report in, in uh, Major League Baseball, right? 
And first they were just saying this play, this is Mark McGregor, this is so and so. Mark McGuire and all McGuire, yeah. Oh yeah, McGuire and all these people Raphael doing Palmero, that. All the people. The entire yeah. fucking league was doing that shit. Yeah. And you released the yeah. report. Right. So it's just like they minds on this let, let this let it be legal. And, and you always gotta think about it. Like the movements and the trauma that these people are taking to their bodies are just not natural at all. Going into an octagon and getting your ass whooped, that's not natural. At all, unless you you used to getting your ass kicked and you, you just want bucking people's face. The trauma that you're taking on the football field, like your body is not made to withstand that for a yeah. long period of time. So I can understand, I can understand if people want to take these things to help them recover. Because mm-hmm. I mean, your body's being worn down at a much faster rate than a, than the average human being. So Life's I get it. Shorter too, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, I think we've been on this mic for a minute. You know, it was a good episode, fellas. You know, we're keep wanna, it live. We're keep it live. Keep it fresh. Uh, we're going to go back to enjoying the rest of our weekend. And um, somebody want to spit the show? Social media is back out again. Yeah, man. Yeah, at at the PMB Pod, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we'll be coming from you. Uh, we'll be creating a Snapchat soon, Facebook page. Be on the lookout for those. But right now, hit us up on SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, however you can hit us. Uh, the email too, man. Whatever you want to do, we here for you. And just this morning, we got our email saying that we've been officially added to iTunes podcast. So you can definitely subscribe Boom. and find us on there. And like yeah. the truth said, you know, you can find us on SoundCloud. And we're definitely going to be trying to push this podcast to other platforms. The truth is here loud and clear. Um, as we continue to build our brand and deliver content. So thank you for right now for subscribing. Y'all hear from us next week, man. Y'all be easy. We out. Yeah, you know what? Before we do that, you know your boy DJ Remy Hendricks got to do this Remy, live Remy. day. Yo, check this out. I'm going to take this down south to the A-Town. You know, you got my boy K-Camp with his new vibe, good prop. Let's let them ride. All right, peace. And we out. Shout out to her getting out of college. She a good girl, no mileage. Hell yeah, that's a good problem. Hell yeah, that's a good problem. She don't like my phone, no silent. Before a nigga, she'll get violent. Hell yeah, that's a good problem. Hell yeah, that's a good problem. I can't let you fade away. I love the love of you, babe. These niggas riding your way. Let's give them something to have. I can't let you fade away. I love the love for you, babe Swear we like night and day Can I put you first place? Shout it fuck with the winter team Pull up in the lounge, look like whipped cream Girl, I been plotting you a bad team Your ex ain't nothing but a bad dream You should wake up, let me put you in that truck New St. Laurent with the cuffs Mason Marcellus, Cavalli, your butt Just bring the woods, I'ma make sure it's stuck She want a nigga, it shows She don't trip when I'm on road Good problem. I can care less about you hoes. Might leave your fingers on froze. Good problem. Hey, shout out to getting out of college. She a good girl, no mileage. Hell yeah, that's a good problem. Hell yeah, that's a good problem. She don't like my phone, no silent. Before a nigga, she'll get violent. Hell yeah, that's a good problem. Hell yeah, that's a good problem. Can't let you fade away. I love the love for you, babe. We nigga riding your way. Let's give them something to have. I can't let you fade away. I love the love for you, babe. Swear we like night and day. Can I put you first?